Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. What's going on, man? Oh, I don't know, man. I'm just trying to figure out how to, you know, I got a couple hundred employees. They're all over the world. Everyone's working from home. I can't really seem to, can't really seem to get focused around or aligned around how I'm going to rock some leadership. I mean, what's going on in your world? I'm struggling to get everybody to go the same direction. You mean we're not all supposed to go in different directions? Yeah, it's not working very good. Maybe because yeah. none of us are in the same room. Could be. Now, you know, one thing that can probably help your direction is today's sponsor of Startup Hustle, Fullscale.io, helping you build a software development team quickly and affordably. Now, it's funny that once again, our immediate issues seem to be solved by the guest that is joining us today on Startup Hustle, who was recommended by a, a multiple startup alumnist, Blake Miller, but I will uh, introduce Brett Simpson, who is the managing director of Elevate Simply and an expert on executive focus, leadership alignment, and a whole lot of other stuff. He's going to help us herd these cats, Matt. All right. (laughs) Brett, how are you today, buddy? I'm great, Matt. How are you guys? Uh, like I said, trying trying to trying to get that better sense of alignment, and we weren't really kidding about that. You know the, um, you know the the world throws curveballs, and you know so many of us were uh, used to being around a lot of different people every day. We're used to the personal interaction, and then one day we were told that it, we were going to do it different, and. Uh, that's it's something that that you and your company at Elevate Simply. Now, for those of you listening, you know we love it when you're interactive. Go to elevatesimply.com. So, Brett, what's up? Tell us more about Elevate Simply and uh, the problem that you guys solve. Sure. Well, so we formed Elevate Simply in 2011. So we've been around nine years now. Gosh, can't believe it's been that long. But it's a consulting company. Uh, That's my background, consulting, software, um, investing uh, in both companies and in venture capital. And and so what, what Elevate Simply was originally designed to do was just provide basic project management consulting services to big companies. And so we work with Fortune 50 companies around the country, had consultants located around the country. But over that time, over the last nine years, one of the things that that I had noticed in working with companies big and small, and my, my background is working at Accenture. And so I, I worked at big companies for a big company and then consulted at big companies. And one of the things that we had noticed was a lack of leadership alignment. And so as you can imagine, with a company like Accenture, I had the opportunity to work with workforces in disparate locations. Uh, So uh, located around the world, different teams, different projects, different clients all over the place. And so getting alignment between the leaders, let alone the teams in those environments was very, very hard. And then bringing it closer to home, as I was investing in companies, investing in venture capital and having my own consulting company and a couple other uh, startups that I have founded, some of which didn't work out so well, um, 
that was another validation of that point is to say, hey, we are not, as leaders, we're not always on the same page. And that leads to a lot of inefficiency, especially when our workforces are in disparate locations, which is interesting now that we've all forced to, we've all been forced to work from home. I mean, that, that it, like I said, the struggle is real on that. I think that, you know, from, from our perspective, I think both Matt and I have had a lot of experience working remote. I think a lot of people in the tech world, if you have, you know, at full scale, we've got 190 employees and some of, most of them are on the other side of the planet. Um, I've been working from home for 20 years, but also am of the opinion that less than 5% of people do it effectively and well. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, but from a leadership standpoint and being someone that I, I consider myself a leader in our own business, and that's probably a good thing, but it's, it's easier to do that. It's easier to be a leader in person. And that's, I mean, it really is for, for a number of different reasons, but you know, the, the whole alignment. So, and let's, let's ask, let's ask Master Watson for a second. Matt, have you, at Stackify, have you guys had to make adjustments or anything in regards to leadership or alignment? What kind of changes in it and, and refocus have you had to have at Stackify with the work from home stuff? Um, I mean, in general, we're doing specifically with the working remote, we're doing fine. We haven't seemed to skip a beat. And from a management perspective, I think everybody's doing fine. So I don't think it's been too big of an issue for us, uh, specifically with working remotely. Brett, what are some with the people that you work with or advise? You mentioned taking that consultative approach. What are what are some of the what are some of the bigger challenges right now? Focus. Focus is is really the big one, and and for a variety of reasons. So you've got you've got companies that are just trying to figure out if they'll be in business next week you know, let alone execute on whatever the strategy was that they had set up at the end of last year as they were approaching 2020. And so, you know, the focus of of not only the leaders, but even the individuals who are now at home having to educate their kids because schools are out of session, as an example. And so it's, it's focus all the way around that has really come to the forefront. Whereas a month and a half ago, when we were doing meetings in person and able to sit face to face and develop those relationships, the world was, quote, normal. And so it wasn't as much about focus as it was about, hey, can we execute on whatever that strategy was that we had already that we had set in motion? And so getting alignment around that. Now we're having to go kind of back to the basics to say, OK, how do we maintain relationships in a in a work? from home workforce? How do we ensure that people know what they need to do, that they're focused and they can get that work done? And even I've, I've talked to clients where, you know, one of the concerns was, okay, what if they're not set up to work at home? You know, what if my employees aren't set up? You know, if we go out and we do training remotely on site, what happens when my trainers have to do it virtually from home. Do they have the green screen? Do they have the lights? Do they have the, you know, the setup, the microphone and everything? And so it's just a matter of saying, you know, taking an inventory and saying, okay, where is it that we should focus today? Well, I, th- I think one of the biggest problems that company ha- companies have right now, and, and you meant, you touched on, on this in one of your points, is just dealing with uncertainty, right? It, it's really difficult to focus and get anything done at all if all day long, you just don't know if the world is upside down or are we going to be in business next week? Like that is horrible. 
And I think that's a whole different set of problems than the just like, okay, we all work remotely now. You know, and, and there's only some companies out there that are dealing with this high level of uncertainty. And then everybody else is dealing with like, okay, we're still in business, but how do we do this this new way? For, for the group that are in that total world of uncertainty, that is crazy, right? Um, and I've actually been through that before, um, actually due to a lawsuit. We, we, one of my businesses before had a lawsuit and at, at least from an executive team anyways, the executive team, that was like very draining amount of uncertainty on a daily basis. And then other times, you know, I've seen this in the past, that kind of uncertainty is going through like acquisition talks or investor talks, things like that, or waiting for PPP. Like, are we going to get PPP? Are we not going to get PPP? Like you spend all day just trying to figure out like, what are we going to do? And, and there's a lot of companies right now that are in that situation, you know, like we don't have customers, we got to find investors, we got a PPP, like what's going on, we're losing 20% of our business every week, like that uncertainty kills, it's awful. Absolutely. Know, Matt, the, oh, go ahead. Matt, one of the, the well, Matt, the things you're talking about are, are related to anxiety. Mm -hmm. and, and the anxiety is, so it, regardless of what personality type you are at all, like, if you are stressed, your worst personality traits come out. Like that is just the way personalities, it doesn't matter if you're driven, does extroverted or introverted, when you're stressed, your worst personality traits come out and that affects your focus. And it also affects your ability to deal with other people, you know? And so you start putting all this stuff together and, you know, like you said, that love and people handle stress differently. So that level of uncertainty, um, for some people is a killer for some people, they might be like, Hey, we're going to be fine. But some people are, if you're sitting at home trying to work and you're thinking, man, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Eh, you're probably not going to be real productive. I mean, what are your thoughts, Brett? I, I agree. That uncertainty is killer and especially decision-making in uncertainty. You know, when, when, when we have to make decisions, you know, most of the time when we're making decisions, we, we probably don't have perfect information. But when you have all of these other external factors that we have more recently that, that have hit us, it just leads to increased anxiety and so forth. And so I think that comes back to the relationships that you're able to establish and the leadership styles that we have. And so the ability of leaders to communicate effectively and help people almost, almost as not only just leaders, but it's almost, I, I've talked to a lot of leaders that it's, it's almost like they're a counselor nowadays. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're having to deal with people's personal issues more than they have in the past. And, yep. and, you know, one of the things that's interest that I, I've noticed is that when people ask, how are you doing? I feel like they mean it more today than we did six weeks ago. Six weeks ago, it was just a, you know, how are you doing? I hope you don't really answer me, but you know, it's just a, an assumed greeting. Whereas now we want to make sure of, you know, how are you doing that kind of thing? So yeah, the, yeah, the mental health of our employees is a big deal. And uh, this comes up a lot in our management meetings, you know, certain one of our directors say, Oh, you know, I had a one on one with so and so. And they're just terrified of losing their job. Even though I'm telling them they're not going to lose their job, and everything's okay. They are terrified of it. And that's all they can think about right now. And and all sorts of other, you know, issues that are related to all this, but from a leadership perspective, it's hard to get people like, I mean, it, you know, the I've telling people to calm down or to chill out is sometimes like a guaranteed way to get them to not, 
Um, and you know, that's, that's what's interesting is, is, and you know, then, then, you know, you never really, I think from a leadership perspective and aligning all of it, you never know what's going on in other people's lives as well. Cause a lot of people might have spouses or people that, okay, okay so how many people are married to someone that got laid off that's out of work? And then another thing too, that you talk about from a focus standpoint is we've been joking, we've been referring to our kids as our coworkers. <laughs> My coworkers were screaming at 7 a.m. today. And yeah, and you know, that you know, you just you talk about, I mean, I, I'm admitted, I have an I'm ADHD admitted, well medicated for it. But when my coworkers are screaming or throwing Legos at me while I'm trying to do something, it, it's a challenge. So and, and by the way, that's a good opportunity. Matt, how are, how are your coworkers treating you today? Have you had any interesting coworker stories to share? Yeah, one of them is really mad because he wants to go outside and dig in the dirt. And and the other one keeps asking me for Fruit Loops. Oh, coworkers. Brett, Brett feel free to share if you have children. Be, and, be, feel free to share a coworker story. And, with and, us. and the other coworker keeps getting in bed with my wife. Jeez, <laughs> oh, uh, I do. I do have some coworkers here. My guess is that they're probably a little bit older than your uh, co-worker, but then both of your co- co-workers are uh, two daughters in college who are not happy to be home from college. They uh, this actually is their week of finals, so they should still be away at college, which is where they want to be and where I want them to be, quite frankly. Uh, so uh, what what I get up to in the morning is having to once once they get up, I have to tiptoe around to avoid angering the bear uh, before, <laughs> you know, you know, before the the ingestion of food and drink or exercise has happened enough that they're willing to deal with me. So uh, it's yeah, it, it's an interesting experience. I, I look I am looking forward to getting back to whatever normal is. Yeah, one of my coworkers yelled at me today for not filling his milk all the way up to the top of his cup. <laughs> so, I mean, I now back to what we were talking about, but but you know, the, but I I think that those are you know when we say quote the struggle is real. I mean, it is, and if you're talking about focus, I mean, focus is. I I think that's one of those things that it it's a that's a yes or a no, like you're focused or you're not. I mean, kind of focused does not mean you're focused. And that's one of those things that is is fairly black and white, because if you're not locked in, well, then you're not locked in. It's not like, you know, it's like saying you're kind of pregnant. That's not really something that occurs. So, all right. So when it comes to what you guys are doing, let's talk a little bit more about, you know, so if, and we can, we can use a hypothetical situation if you want, however you want to wrap, wrap it up, but you know, at at elevate simply. And once again, for those of you listening, go to elevate simply.com. If you want to learn more about, about what Brett's doing, but let's, let's talk about your process for helping with that. Yeah, sure. So what, what we had done is created this align well, which is uh, a strategic insight and alignment tool for C-suite. So it's literally a survey. It's 34 questions, takes 30 minutes. As of mid-March, we made, we decided to make it available at no cost to any company, at least through the end of May, just because of coronavirus. Because what, what we realized was, look, there's 
you need alignment. You need the ability to focus in times of change. And there are all, Matt Watson, you, you brought up all kinds of times of change, acquisition, lawsuit, all of those kind of things. Tremendous growth is a time of change, but so is, you know, catastrophic worry and potential failure like we're in now. And so no greater need than now for being able to deal with change, especially as leaders that are dealing with unfocused or very worried employees. And so really what we do, Matt, to, to, to tactically answer your question is, we work with senior leadership teams. And so, you know, if a senior leadership team has six people or if they have 20 people, they go through this survey. The results are anonymous. We provide a report back to the CEO uh, and, and review it with him or her. And, and we identify those areas. And it's not based on, on Brett coming in and sitting and observing your company. It, this is based on the feedback by certain questions and the way they're asked of your leadership team to say, hey, this is what your leaders are thinking. They may not want to tell you in person because of the anonymity of wanting to express opinions, but they also may not be thinking of, of challenges, risk, opportunities in the way that we're asking the questions. And so really that's what we do. If we, I, I, started, uh, I started an exercise yesterday with a client and within a week we will be done and at no more than a 30 minute time investment from each of the executives. So, so I hope so, that answers the question. Yeah. So is it about how each of those people feel about where they work and their coworkers and all that stuff? Or is this more about like a personality, just their own personality? Uh, that's a great question. So, so a lot of times what I get from clients is, Hey, we do culture index. We do disc, you know, strength finder and so forth. Is that what align well as I say, Hey, if those work for you, keep doing them because that tells us how to work together. It tells us about our personalities. Alignwell doesn't do any of that. Alignwell tells us what to work on within the company. So Alignwell looks at purpose, priorities, risk, opportunities, customer perceptions, competitive advantages, disadvantages, and then 16 functional areas like sales, marketing, talent, product management, leadership development, and, and provides feedback, ask questions to the leaders based on those, and we provide that feedback back to the leaders. One of the things that I like to do just as, as, a, as an initial exercise is say to a CEO, say, hey, next time you're in your senior leadership meeting, Ask everybody to take out a piece of paper and write down the purpose of the company. And that's in no names, but just write down the purpose of the company. If you have 10 leaders, you're going to get six or seven different answers. And, and that's based on experience because these questions worded differently are in alignment. Well, the second question, and, I'll, and then I'll be quiet about the questions, is what are the top three priorities of the company? And from there, it just devolves into chaos, uh, you know, because it's like, you know, it's what do, what do I think that my priority is today versus what a collectively have we, what collectively have we identified as priorities? Mm -hmm. Remember, uh, DeCourcy, when we, uh, we went to hemp, we weren't, we weren't smoking hemp. We went to the hemp with Lara Holt. By the way, smoking, smoking hemp doesn't get you high, Matt. We I learned know. that in the, in the hemp episode. So I know yeah, you, you, just don't rub have, it, you don't have, you don't have, you don't have over yourself instead. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Or the oil. So when you say hemp, the Hellsberg Entrepreneurial Mentoring Program, but we sat on a panel to help develop some of this stuff. But go ahead. It just seemed it seemed like similar stuff that we learned there is what I'm is what I'm thinking of. Remember that? Like we yeah. we went through a really cool little workshop there. And a lot of the same questions that you're talking about were questions that they asked us. They were like self-reflection about the business and stuff. And I really learned a lot from it when when I went through something that something that seemed kind of similar. So 
You know, some some of the things well, some of the things similar to what what Brett's company does is, and I remember it, and specifically, so Matt, we were invited by Lyrell Holt, who is in the Startup Hustle Hall of Fame, according to both Matt and I. Um, Lyrell is has been a mentor to myself over the years, and and you know, I remember on the way down there, Matt, because it was a two day commitment, mm-hmm. and we were like, oh God, we're so busy fuck this. I've got so many things to do. And we both left. We got in my truck and, and you, I looked over at you and Watson was like, God, I got to do stuff like this more often. And, but, but, and I felt, I felt the same way. And the, you know, and there's, there's this level, there's this, uh, it's, I think it's easy to sit back and say, man, I'm busy. I'm doing this. I'm overwhelmed. I got all this crazy. You talk about alignment, but I'll be the first person to tell you that you got to stop and sharpen the tools sometimes. And I mean, I'm, I'm I, the same that I, ha, I kind of went into that thing, that, that uh, panel meeting that day, Matt, with that same kind of thing, like thinking about all the other crap that I have to do, but we went in and we were excited to come back the next day. And it was, I mean, what, what we went through was a very, was a self-evaluatory type thing. And it really helped us kind of understand where some of the holes are. I like that exercise of, you know, because I I could see it breaking open chaos, like what are the priorities right now? Um, Because that and, and if you state it like that, like, what are the company's priorities? I bet you get a lot of answers that are related to the individual's priorities, not necessarily the company. Oh yeah, it's, am I right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, it, even though it is stated, what are the company's priorities? It really comes back to, hey, what do I think they are? And it, it, what's what's funny is, I, I this is a consultant's dream. The question right after that is, do you agree with those priorities? And I love that question because everybody always agrees that their priorities are right. So we just had confirmation that everybody agreed to the wrong priorities. You know what I mean? Or that everybody has agreed to different priorities. I'll say it that way. They may not be wrong, but they may be different. And so that's, you know, that's where it comes back to. And, and what you guys were saying really resonates because the, the two things that I want to hear are, I didn't know that, or that surprises me because then I feel like I've added value. I'm not just, you know, that, that the, the typical consultant joke that you hear that's, you know, where I look at your watch and tell you what time it is. Um, you know, that's, I, I'm telling you something that you didn't know or that surprises you. And that's, that's valuable because especially if you've just come out of your strategic planning or we're trying to figure out what kind of trajectory do we want to exit coronavirus on? Well, if we're not all on the same page, how in the world are we going to, how in the world are we going to exit in a good way? Well, and a lot of times you, maybe, maybe you're not telling somebody that it's, it's not something they don't already know. It's just that they actually take time to do it and and accept it, right? Like yes. it's so easy for us to get up every morning and kind of crawl back into our hole and go work and be busy, right? But not necessarily being productive and definitely not seeing things from a 30,000 foot view. Like I know I should be working on something else or I know we need to be doing X, Y, and Z. There are other priorities, but I'm just not doing it, right? And sometimes these exercises just simply shake the shit out of you and get you to wake up and be like, you know what? We've got to change what we're doing. We know it, but we actually got to do it. On, on the, here's the thing is this is an example of being brilliant on the basics. And, you know, like you talk, like what are our priorities? 
theoretically, that's a basic ass question, man. That's like, that's like, and it's, I went, I went through this yesterday. So, and I haven't even had time, time to update Watson on this, but he and I own full scale. Once again, fullscale.io, if you want to check out what we do and we do a lot of different stuff, but with all the coronavirus stuff that has thrown like, not only that, like a hard breaking curveball at so many different people, we had to realign so many different things, the rapidly changing everything, everything from expenses to like, is this rent deferred? Is it paid now? How are we doing all this? So I have 180 people working remotely in the Philippines. Right. That had never worked remote before. And all want to like all the time. So, so with that, you know, we had, and the problem is, is you talk about that uncertainty and where that creates challenges because you, you know, like it's like every day something shifts or changes a little bit. Now, with that, we had been engaged in a heavy planning process over this last couple of weeks, and we're starting to review that. And at the beginning of our meeting, which we knew was going to be long, which four o'clock to 730, we said, OK, we're going to go over all of the stuff, like everything. And then at the end, we will not leave this meeting until we have established what our priorities are. And I, you know, and that was honestly the best thing we did for the meeting, because when you have that really, really, really long, you know, you cover a whole lot of stuff, it's easy to want to just get off that call, get off that stuff. And then you go and you haven't established like, what's the most important thing. And like, you know, in our regard, like, well, right now, our top priority is making sure that the clients that we serve are being served the way that they should be and that we can retain them. Cause you know, I mean that, cause that's a reality for a lot of people. And then, you know, the next steps with that, cause look, sales cures ales, like sell more stuff in your business and you will find that life can be a lot easier. And then that was the next approach. And then obviously after that is, is maintaining and planning for expense uh, in, in a way that is multidimensional. And, and right now that's, what's challenging. Cause for those of you that now I've gone to five colleges and now I'm a junior, so I'm getting there. Um, but you know, in school, they teach you the kind of a linear path a lot of times, but that's impossible right now for some businesses. Cause you know, like Matt said, you are, am I getting PPP or not? Am I doing this? Am I getting that? Like what customer's going to call and fricking cancel today? Which one's going to want to buy more? And, and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, like I said, that multidimensional approach, even though you realize that, so if you create three plans, even if one of them's right, that means two of them are wrong. So theoretically, you may have wasted 65% of your time, but if you, for, from a focus and alignment standpoint, understanding, hey, look, if this happens, we, we might go this direction. If this happens, we might have to go here. And having those contingencies, I think from a leadership alignment standpoint is after that, starting to, to trickle that message, it, you either trickle it or you're firing it with a fire hose to the other members of leadership. Because like I immediately went from that into another call with some of our other leadership and say, hey, these are some of the things that are a priority. These are the, some of the things that could happen. These are some of the things that could happen the other way. Give me your input about how this will be received amongst all the other people in the company. And, you know, that, I mean, that, I, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I mean, that was the approach we took and it felt a lot more logical. And honestly, at the end of that, I felt like I had a very large weight lifted off of me 
because we had got input, we had picked a couple different paths. And, you know, like I said, I've quoted Tom Petty a lot. The waiting is the hardest part <laughs> right now. And, and, but it really is. And, and, you know, that's that uncertainty just drives a lot of anxiety. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm all in on that. Now, um, I, I'd like to hear some input from you about the, the whole remote workspace. Sure. Because, all right, so I, I can be a charismatic leader and person. It's harder to do through Zoom or whatever. Like, it, it, what's some of your advice when it comes to communication? Like, how do we do this on a digital level? For, for those of us that are used to being effective in person, how does that transition occur? Well, I think the first thing is to realize your digital communication cannot be the same, will not be the same as in-person communication. So just assuming that, hey, I can meet once a week with my team for an hour and get things that, that everything will remain the same. It just happens that we're on a Zoom call or on the phone call versus meeting in an office. That's just that's just not going to happen. Uh, there, there's too many other dynamics, which we talked about, you know, early on in this discussion. Too many outside influences or distractions that are out there, and so it it really, I think, what it comes down to is the basic blocking and tackling. And you guys have both talked about this to say, hey, what what do we need to get done? You know, what is it that we need to get done? And let's talk about that. And what can I do as a leader to enable you to enhance your as as an employee to enable you to get your work done? I, I think there's there should be more. Well, there's going to be more focus now on people. And so the question that needs to enter your mind is. What do I need to do to set each person up for success? That doesn't mean handhold them and do all their work for them. I mean, I'm not talking about that kind of a thing, but I'm but I'm thinking about or I'm I'm referring to what what roadblocks can I as the leader get out of the way for these folks? You know, what what can I help them overcome? And and really in order for me to do that, I need to make sure, even if we're not in agreement, I need to make sure that we're on the same page. And so it's it's kind of this this whole discussion is kind of circular in, in terms of it being intertwined and coming back is that in order to in order to have an effective work from home workforce, we need to make sure that they're enabled and that they understand what needs to happen. Again, they don't need to agree to it, but we're assuming that you know, agreement that it doesn't mean that, oh my gosh, you're asking me to do something I'm not comfortable with, or I can't do. It's more of the fact to say, in order to, in order to navigate the time that we're in, this is, this is what we need to do. Well, and part of what we've had to do, and we, we tell our employees over and over is like, look, we understand that you're also teaching your kids school at home. We understand that you have little kids running around. Like, I mean, we, I mean, there are a lot of realities, like you mentioned earlier, you have, you know, some young, you know, daughters at home that are, might be a pain in your butt, right? And it's like, right. you know, we, we all have these realities, right? And so we keep telling our employees, like, we understand you can, you know, you can only do the best you can do at this point. And we all, and we get that. So don't be crazy stressed about that. This is like the new normal. And it's just what we got to deal with. And we have to keep telling our employees that it's, it's okay. You know, I, I, there was something that Brett said that uh, I feel really strongly about. I think as a leader, asking that question of what can I do to help you be successful? I mean, that that's key. Like, and, and by the way, that goes, that that's leadership that goes well past 
having communicating with your employees. Like at full scale, we work with different clients for tech services. And that's a question I ask all, it, 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 pretty much anybody I talk to that's interested in our services. Like, what, what do you think we could do to help you be successful? And, you know, rather than trying to guess or figure it out, it's a very straightforward question. And, and here's the thing is, is that's an empathetic question in, in, in every, in every way. And it is very direct. Um, you'll be very surprised if you start asking that question and, and sometimes they phrase it a little differently. Sometimes it might be like, what, what could I do to make your life a lot easier? And, you know, like there's a million things. And sometimes there, you will find the dumbest obstacles that you, you'll be embarrassed. It was like talking facepalm moment kind of shit where you're like, I can't believe that is what was getting in our way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's communication, right? I mean, that's, that's the other thing when you're, when you're in an office setting where you can walk around and see people, you physically can read their body language. You know, you may hear from one person, Oh, Hey, you know what? This person had a death in the family or, you know, they're struggling with X, Y, or Z. And so there's just those opportunities for those, what do they call them? Um, uh, water cooler uh, chats, you know, versus when we're all working from home, other than reading emails or Slack or messaging or being on calls, we really don't have that kind of just informal insight into into how people are doing. And so, yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's very critical that we maintain or even we're probably going to have to create new methods of communication or, or new, uh, you know, opportunities for feedback, I guess I could say it that way too, so that you guys as leaders, you understand, hey, what are the new challenges that are happening? I knew what the challenges were before all of this, mm -hmm. but what are the new challenges that are happening in this new world? Some of them you'll be able to mitigate. Some of them you're, you're not going to be able to mitigate when somebody's, uh, you know, coworker needs more milk in their cup. That's not your problem. <laughs> but, but you know what? We realized that's that's a problem for somebody somewhere. I have a great I have a great idea for improving communication amongst your employees. It's playing mixtape the game. And it's time for us to do that right now. Brad, have you played mixtape the game? I have not. Okay, well, I'm going to change your life here with a <laughs> okay. high level of, of communication and something that will allow us to know each other on a level that you have yet to experience. So if you're curious about Mixtape the Game, you can go to mixtapethegame.com. You can also download Mixtape the app. It's available on iOS and Android. Play with your friends. I have pulled a card from the Mixtape deck. I'm going to read a scenario, and we are all going to name a song that we think goes best with the scenario we will vote to see who wins you may not vote for yourself here we go what song plays while you ride a lion in slow motion hmm i'm going with that i don't even know the name of the song but it's in it's in the lion king where he's like holding the lion up it's like hey and they're like he's <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I, the unnamed song from The Lion King. Uh, yes, I think uh, I, I would go with that. Is it Chariots of Fire, where the mm. you know that group is running down the beach? Yeah, uh, that's a good choice. That's yeah. a good choice. Yeah. Um, 
I'm thinking of the riding dirty song. Riding. <laughs> Is that the ones you see me rolling? Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. By Chameleonaire. Right. So we Okay, there you go. Okay. So wow. I'm going with Chariots of Fire. You got my vote, Brett. All right, Thanks. me too. I, uh, I oh, you don't even need to vote. You won. Well, thank you. Man, we have got a guest winning streak that is approaching the winning streak of when I was just crushing you at rock, paper, scissors, Matt. It's getting <laughs> close. It's getting close. So, you know, who who would have thought? Now, now once again with us today... Brett Simpson, Managing Director of Elevate Simply. Go to elevatesimply.com. If you want to find out more about you want to, you want to look up the social medias, you can find Brett J. Simpson. He's on LinkedIn. Looks like he's got some stuff published at Medium. Elevate Simply is also on LinkedIn. So, so reach out and find him. Now, we end our episodes of Start a Puzzle with what we call the Founders Freestyle. Going to pass the mic around and give you a chance to make any comments resolve anything from the episode, perhaps sing the song that you picked during mixtape. It's really just up to you. We're going to go ahead and, uh, and, and hand the mic over to you, Brett. How would you li- what would you like to say to the hustlers out there as we uh, conclude our episode of Startup Hustle today? Thanks for listening. Uh, keep supporting each other. That's how we're going to all make it through this. That's it. Direct into the point, Mr. Watson. Um, I just want to say, I, I think the the type of work that, that he does is awesome. Um, I've done some things in the past. We mentioned that workshop we did at Hemp, and I've done some other things. And it, it's always interesting when you when you stop, and, and you mentioned earlier, like sharpening the tools, right? And, and think about the team and alignment and priorities and taking a, a step back, I think is also, is always a really useful uh, time spent. Now, before I wrap up, once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle is brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. You can check us out. We're on YouTube, Startup Hustle Podcast. You can find us on the Gram, Startup Hustle Podcast. It's pretty simple. So, I, you know, I think in the end, I, I, and I, I think I can keep this simple. I, th- I think it's be brilliant on the basics. You know, that whole, like, the, the, these things that so many of the things we've talked about and pointed out today, like, hey, what can I do to help you be successful? I mean, this is a, th- these are basics. These are basic questions. And I think that oftentimes as professionals, especially as we gain more experience, we have the ability to complicate things that don't need to be complicated. You're talking about now focus can't has can't have a lot of complications, but resolving your focus is often done through. You know, we've talked about sharpening of tools or or a a, 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 sh- a small amount of empathy or some different things, and you know also I I fully recommend that you reach out and participate in things like Brett's company does, you know, uh, and, you know, we talked about, these are the things is it, you can, you can spend a little bit of time. If you get one valuable thing out of that, that can propel you to a whole new stage of growth. It can, it can do a whole lot of different stuff. And, you know, I, I think that whole, the whole professional development thing is important because it's easy for us to think we know everything as we get in, to our older years. And, and, you know, it's just really, there's a lot of tools out there. I think some of the, the, the better leaders I know, 
they'll look back and they'll be like, wow, you know, I, I, it, I, I stopped doing some of these really basic things and I really need to wrap my arms back around it. So based on that, guys, I think I'm going to go wrap my arms around a little professional development. Is it all right if I catch up with you guys next time? Absolutely. Take care. All right. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCorsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.